Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. It's Friday, April 28th, 2023, episode number 223 of Off the Groove. What's going on, everybody? Let's talk about last weekend, the Devil's Bowl recap. First and foremost, I got to see my main man, Chris Carter. He actually caught an Uber to the racetrack. He was in Irving, Texas, doing some PGA Tour stuff. Not, not exactly sure what he was doing this last weekend, but he's done a couple of different things for the PGA Tour. And he got that Uber down to the Devil's Bowl. Uh, my dad uh, got him into the grandstands, and they had got to hang out with a lot of my family that was up there in the grandstands and my girlfriend. And uh, I'm sure they had a great time over there on the other side. I was in the pit area, so I didn't get to see Carter until after the races when the pits were open. And Carter came around and uh, got to say hi to everybody. And I got to hang out with him for about 10 minutes before my dad took him back to Irving, Texas, on his way to Oklahoma City. Uh, first thing I want to talk about for the Devil's Bowl is the track. Mother Nature watered the track a lot. I think Thursday night they got over two inches. They weren't allowed to pull in the big rigs or the haulers until Saturday morning. So the Bill Train Race Royal Infield ladies, they didn't get the chance to practice there on Friday night like they were supposed to have. They got to race and practice and learn fast and learn quick. And I know a lot of the ladies were making changes every time they went on, out onto the racetrack. One of the ladies that didn't make any changes from what she said on the podium is Morgan Monroe. And uh, if you're not familiar with Morgan Monroe, she has Morgan's Place, a place for people that can go with traumatic brain injuries uh, to go somewhere to recover. Uh, take a look back at one of our previous episodes. Morgan was on there talking about her program and her rehabilitation center. And uh, they've got that place now. They've got some land. It's going forward, and that's up in Michigan. But Morgan was on fire the other night. She didn't make any changes to the motorcycle or very few changes. And she was ripping. Every time she was on the racetrack, she looked like she got faster and faster. And it was good to see her taking the win. Uh, also, her mom and brother Ace stopped by and saw me at the announcer's booth or announcer's semi-trailer, whatever you want to call where I'm announcing from. So it was good to see those two. Congratulations to Kinsey Luker, which is Andrew's wife. She finished second. And Zaria Martins making her return back to the Bill Train Race Program. Uh, she was the first rider that raced with them last year. She finished third this year here at the Devil's Bowl. So um, it's good to see the ladies back. They'll be back with us at the next round in Ventura, California. Uh, they're with us four rounds total. Dallas, Ventura, West Virginia and Bridgeport. Those are the races that the Royal Enfield Build Train Race Program riders will be with us. Um, let's shift gears. I guess we're going to go up to second gear now. AFT Singles. Man, still probably my favorite class right now. There's so much competition in that class, but we'll start early in the day. Trent Lowe, my sleeper, was the fast qualifier. He picked the $500 Parts Plus Pronto pole award which is basically your fast qualifier so it's extra 500 bucks for trent and then he ran up front in his heat race actually all three of the turner bikes were in that al lambs dallas honda uh, dash for cash it's a challenge race but i call them, i still call them dash for cash it's hard for me to get away from that but uh, chad coast on the first impressions husk varna took the win by defeating all three of the turner hondas i just want to give a shout out to chad because what he did on the podium after that challenge race was awesome. You know, we're in Dallas, Al Lamb's Dallas Honda. So what does he do? He thanks Al Lamb and Dallas Honda for sponsoring the event. And he told the fans down there in Dallas, hey, if you need a motorcycle, you know, go support the people that sport the sport. That's hard, a lot of, that's hard to say. 
Go support the people that support our sport. And Chad Coast did that. And that's a that's a, a class act right there. You know, letting letting the people know, even though he rides a Husqvarna, send the send the fans to go peop to go buy a bike from somebody that helps flat track. And I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, main event came around. It was all three Turner Hondas led every lap of the main event. Trent led 13 of the laps. Chase Sadoff led seven and Morgan Mitchell led four. So uh, if you're on the Turner Racing Hondas, you are up front. And for the first time ever, Turner Hondas won two and three. That's pretty incredible because the last couple of weeks on the podcast, I've been talking about how Hondas hadn't even made it onto the podium except for one time, and that was that was sat off down there in Daytona. So for the Turner Hondas to get it all turned around and to come out one, two, and three was pretty impressive. Um, also, a shout out to Cody Cop and Max Whale, who came from the back. I mean, I think they're running like 11th and 12th or 10th and 11th at the end of the first lap to work their way all the way up to a fourth and a fifth place finish. So three Hondas, one, two, and three, two KTMs, fourth and fifth. Trevor Bruner on the Yamaha was sixth. And Dalton Gauthier, a little bit off the pace down there. I, I, I say off the pace. He was right there in the mix of things. Um, but he was seventh for his first finish off the podium. So Gauthier uh, just didn't have the night he was looking for down there. Uh, Chad Coase finished eighth. Shannon Texter was ninth. And Tom Drain on the other Estenson Yamaha was 10th. Also, out of the corner of my eye during one of the shots, we saw Shannon Texter. Man, she did everything but fall off the motorcycle in turns one and two. Uh, I think she said on her uh, social media after the race that she did everything but fall off the bike. And I think she crashed it about 10 times without even falling off in that turn one and two. So uh, she rode out of that. And that's hard to do. But uh, she kept her on two wheels. Um, something else I wanted to point out too about that main event is James Ott finished 18th and Andrew Luker finished 19th. Well, that's not a great big deal, but both of them, their chain came off. So I'm not sure what happened there. Two completely different bikes, one Yamaha, one Husqvarna, but for the chains to come off of two bikes, it's kind of unusual. Uh, taking a look at the Parts Limited AFT single sponsored by Kicker Performance Audio point standings. Cody Cop still in the lead, but the point lead is only four points. Cody sitting there with two wins and three podiums. Dalton Gautier sitting in second. He's got one win and four podiums. The last race was his first race off the podium. Maxwell, the Australian, he's sitting back there in the third spot with one win and two podiums. Trevor Bruner in fourth with one podium and Chase Sadoff with two podiums running out your top five. The winner down there at Texas, he, with that win, moved all the way up to sixth place. That's Trent Lowe. One thing I talked about starting last year was Trent Lowe. He was my sleeper. And there's a little bit more to that story than my sleeper, my dark horse, my favorite to win, my underdog looking for a win. Actually, uh, me and Sam Lowe, which is Trent's dad, started giving him a hard time because if he would get off the line last year and even the year before that, I think he had the speed to run up front. But he was getting horrible starts from there for quite a while, so uh, me and Sam decided he was sleeping on the line. So the sleeper story is twofold, but uh, he is no longer my sleeper. So on my social media, I put out there, let's come up with a new nickname for Trent Lowe. And Mike Turner, he wants to go with the Terminator. Uh, the Kentucky Mudflap says the Trojan Man. I don't know where that comes from. Uh, Phil Barrett says the Tugboat. Evil Hours, which is Eric Hartley, he says, how about Internet Explorer? Take some time, but always comes through. Well, that'd be a hard, hard one to explain every once in a while. And then Slow, who's the mechanic over there for Brand Robinson, or helps out Brand Robinson, he says, Low Rider. 
L-O-W-E, Low Rider. I kind of like that one. I like Terminator, of course, because he rides for Mike, Term- Mike Turner. Um, but I think it's time to put the sleeper to bed. Ha, pun intended right there. I don't know if you guys noticed, but after the main event, there was a, an accident on the back straightaway. And I didn't really get to see a lot of it, but it looked like somebody had checked up. Somebody didn't check up. I know somebody's doing a wheelie. Um, Fast Eddie said that when he looked up on the back straightaway, it looked like somebody went over backwards doing a wheelie, you know, celebrating. But um, somebody touched bars with somebody else and hooked somebody else's handlebar or hooked somebody in the gut and somebody went down. But all I know is, is Maxwell ended up on top of his motorcycle just past the halfway point down that back straightaway. I checked in with Max earlier. Uh, actually, I checked in with him yesterday. He said he's all right. Just a, a, a weird incident that happened after the race. All right. It's time to talk about the Mission Super Twins, the Jammer. Jared Meese would take the Pronto Parks Plus Pole Award, fast qualifier out there. And he would go on to win his heat race. In his heat race, he had J.D. Beach right behind him. Jared Vandekoy was third. Bromley was fourth. And Colby Carlisle was fifth. After a fifth place qualifier for Colby Carlisle on the G&G Yamaha. Heat race number two, Dallas Daniels, Davis Fisher, Briar Bauman, Brandon Robinson, and the number 10 of Johnny Lewis was your top five. In the last chance qualifier, we take the top six out of there, but as Bronson Bauman with those glowing red header pipe all the way underneath the bike, all the way up to the head, and actually all the way out to the, to the very end of that pipe, um, Taking the win, Ryan Walls was second. Brandon Price third, his first ride on that XG. Bill, Billy the Kid, Billy Ross is fourth, and Casey Sisko was fifth. The Mission Too Fast, Too Tasty Challenge, it was Dallas Daniels. Looking like it was going to be his night. He won his heat, goes out there and wins the Mission Challenge. Uh, but the man that was flying out there in the dash or the challenge race was the 67 of Fisher. He came from fourth all the way up to second, put Meese back to third, and J.D. Beach was fourth. So uh, Fisher had some speed, found something out there in the challenge race. But in the main event, it was all the jammer. Jared Meese, he led 23 laps. J.D. Beach led six laps. And Meese ended up winning by one full second over Dallas Daniels. Brandon Robinson charged up, ended up having a good night on the 44 bike, ends up third. Uh, Briar Bauman fourth, and Davis Fisher rounding out your top five. What I did notice, too, looking at the stats afterwards, is Jared Meese, his fastest lap of the race was a 2-2.052, so the track slowed down as the night went on. I think it just continued to get slicker. A lot of times when uh, car tracks go into the nighttime, the moisture comes up and the track will get faster, but this one, it seems like it kind of slicked off a little bit, so it's slicker. Harder to get traction. I've heard a a few people were actually adding teeth to the rear sprocket, which slows them down. Actually makes it where they come off the corner a little bit harder. Um, But the track definitely slowed down from earlier in qualifying and earlier in the heat races. Um, Another thing I I looked at was um, Dallas had one lap that was faster than Jared Meese's, a 22.024. I mean, not a lot faster. Um, but Dallas is right there, definitely has the speed, and uh, looked really strong on the half mile. Uh, another second place finish for Dallas. I think that's what he needs to do. He wants to win this championship and stay consistent. That's what he's doing right now. Uh, a tip of the cap to J.D. Beach and Johnny Lewis. Uh, both riders went down in turns one and two, and both riders on two separate incidences, but both riders picked themselves up and got out of the way, kept going. Well, let's play the what-if game for just a second. What if J.D. Beach stayed on the ground? What if the red flag came out? 
we'd line them up, we'd restart them, would that have changed the outcome of the event? Or would Jared Meese still have got the win? But think about that for a little bit because Dallas's teammate, J.D., went down. But J.D., being the sportsman that he is, got up and got off the racetrack. And that's what you're supposed to do. That's what that's what they, they teach you to do when you're when you're young. I know a lot of it doesn't happen that much anymore. And, you know, sometimes the red flag comes out quickly. Um, this time, the red flag didn't come out. The bike flipped a couple of times, at least once hard, upside down, and then back on onto its side. And JD picked it up, grabbed a clutch, pushed the bike off the track, and we got to keep racing. So, uh, again, a tip of the cap to JD. And Johnny Lewis did the same thing. He fell off on the outside of the track. JD fell off on the inside of the track. It looked like he just got his front wheel in the loose stuff on the very, very bottom of the racetrack, and, and the front end just washed out underneath him. I didn't see exactly what caused Johnny Lewis's crash, but... Um, again, both of them got up, got out of the way. We got to keep racing. Uh, taking a look at the point standings right now after the Dallas half mile. Dallas is in the lead by 17 points with two wins, three seconds so far. So out of five races, his worst finish is a second. Meese has two wins. Breyer has two-thirds, one-fourth, and one-seventh. J.D. Beach sitting back there in fourth with one win, one-third, two-fifths, and now a 17th. And Davis Fisher, being kind of consistent back there after round number one got over with, he's sitting back there fifth in the points. That's his goal at the end of the year, to make a top five, he said. But a ninth, a third, a fifth, a seventh, and another fifth. So Davis Fisher doing what he wants to do, uh, finishing consistently on his new Rackley Racing Indian. Uh, A couple more stats I'd like to throw out there before we wrap this one up. Indian Motorcycle has now won the last 32 half miles in a row. That is incredible. 32 in a row. Thanks to Burt Sumner for giving me that stat. I had that going down there uh, before the race. Jared Meese is now one half mile win away from tying Scotty Parker with 35 total half mile wins. Right now, Meese has 34. Also with that win, Jared Meese now has 65 Grand National wins, third on the all-time list. Kenny Tolbert has 126 race wins now, if you count the ones where where he was with Chris Carr and now Jared Meese. And Craig Rogers, which is the team owner for Jared Meese, now has 70 wins. So that's a quick recap of what happened down there at the Texas Half Mile. Um, Looking forward to a weekend off. I'm actually... Don't have any plans. Didn't pick up any other races this weekend, so I'm going to spend the time at home, at home in Oklahoma. Um, try to get some stuff done around the house, do some yard work. And my honeydew list gets long when I'm gone on the road so much. So I'm going to get some stuff done around here. Probably go stop by and see Graham and Pa for a little bit and uh, make sure everything's going well over there at their house and uh, get ready for the California Swing. Two races coming up out west. I'm um, still planning on having Ken Reamer on. He's been very busy with his business. He's planning on coming on. And next week, I'm going to preview Ventura, California, the short track. Next week, we'll see if we can get Sammy Halbert on here to talk a little bit about Ventura and uh, riding the Dodge Brothers XR750 on a short track. So I'm working on that. Hopefully, we'll get that done. I'm going to have to get some help from my buddy Chris Carter to see if we can figure out how to get a guest on here. I know he made it look easy. I'm still learning over here. Hopefully, everybody's digging the podcast. Remember, smash that like button. Tell your friends. Give us a share. And uh, hopefully, you like what I'm doing. And we will talk to you guys next week right here on Off the Groove.